After their win against the Patriots, the Chargers' playoff chances are still technically alive, but we're going to need to see them win a few more games in a row before we start thinking about a postseason run. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Playoffs? <laughs> we talking playoffs? No, not quite yet. Got Still got a little bit of work to do for the Chargers before we start entertaining that conversation. But we got to talk about the Chargers defense possibly turning a corner. And Antonio Gates has to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, no question about it. He is going to be inducted into the Chargers Hall of Fame this weekend, but he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. David, today is our Chargers buy or sell getting into the biggest storylines and overreactions after the latest game against the New England Patriots and... We've talked before about, hey, the Chargers are still alive. You know, you you can't totally dismiss the playoffs. But right now, obviously, the Chargers basically have to win out and get in. So I have seen Chargers fans staying hopeful. I totally get it. But this is the buy or sell here today. The Chargers need to win a few more games in a row before we start thinking about the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, I have to buy it. And and it's nice to see the Chargers be able to snap their three-game losing streak. I mean, you, you never ever want to have any of those type of streaks happen in your season uh you want to get back on the on the winning side of things but it's not like this latest win install instilled much confidence in their abilities going forward because they beat a a, you know a two-win football team i mean they they haven't uh, they have yet to beat a plus 500 football team this year save for the minnesota vikings when they were you know five over 500 but other than that i mean the, the chargers beat another bad team and so we're just sitting here at, at five and seven. I don't have a lot of confidence for their prospects going forward. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's basically they're on a lifeline right now. Like it's, right. it's, you know, they're on life support, I should say, right? Get back to 500 and then talk to me, right? I think that's yeah. where I'm at with this team right now. Hey, you get to seven and seven, you win the next couple of games in a row. Then, hey, you're alive. You have a legitimate chance to, you know, at least think about, okay, we have some positive momentum. We've won three games in a row. Let's see what we can go do against the Bills, right, and the Chiefs and teams like that they still have on their schedule. Like, all these teams are beatable teams. We just saw, you know, the Packers beat the Chiefs. We've seen, we saw the Patriots team that the Chargers just beat, beat the Bills, right? So, like, uh, crazier things can happen, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, Let's win the next couple first. Let's see them go do that, right? Because if yeah. not, then it's all a moot point anyways. Because right. it's it's about as thin as the margin can get right now. I think the hard part is just you look back and you're like, okay, if you beat the Titans, you're six and six, right? Ah. If, if you just beat the Packers and the Titans, you're seven and five, like, you know, in the playoffs, basically, at this moment. 
And that's, I think, the hard thing is just the game. I mean, you win a, a couple of those one-score games, and your record looks completely different than it does now. Yeah, I mean, you convert on one or two of those last-minute drives with a chance to win the game. You keep one or two of those fourth-quarter leads that you had, and the Chargers are right in the middle of things. And that's what's so tough about this, right? There's so many what-ifs this season. And I think, yeah. you know, the, still the thing is, like, even if they had beat those teams, they're probably still a little bit of fool's gold because it wouldn't be unless they had beaten the Ravens or the Cowboys, right? Or one right. of the good teams, the Lions, on their schedule. Yeah. As it sits now, not a lot to be confident in knowing that what they've struggled at. But, I, I mean, I think the other thing is, too, is just like, let's see what happens against the Broncos literally this weekend because you have a team that's ahead of you in the AFC playoff picture and a team that's playing much better than you are over the last couple of months, right? So it's like you have – a you know team right ahead of you that you can basically end their postseason chances and, and boost your own. So let's see what happens against the Broncos because that will be a good test to see if they can beat a team who's playing pretty well right now. Yeah, I mean not only that, I mean if you do beat that team, then you take their spot in in, in the in the standings. You, you immediately you leapfrog pass them. them. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you're able to leapfrog them in the playoff picture. So I mean, yeah, this is definitely going to be the real test. I mean, at least for the Chargers. I mean, hey, are 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 we on life support or are we starting to kind of feel a pulse coming back? I mean, I think yeah. that's what we're going to have to wait and see because the the Broncos are a team that, after a slow start, has legitimately turned it around and they are you know playing very very good football. They lost to a you know a scrappy Houston Texans team last week and it was a close game. So. I think this is a, a definitely not a game on the Chargers schedule right now that you can have a ton of confidence in just because of, you know, kind of the trajectories of, of these two teams as yeah. of late. Yeah, I mean, one of them just had a five-game winning streak and one just ended a three-game losing streak, right? So I think that yeah. kind of tells you these teams are going in opposite directions right now. But, I mean, I think if you're also looking for other things to look forward to during this season, you think, okay, well – you have a chance to end the Broncos and the Raiders season basically still. Oh, this yeah. Year, right. So that's something that's nice. But I think the hard thing, too, is just like the Chargers are going for what we saw them do for too long, which is just be not bad enough to get a great draft pick. Right. And, and not good enough to actually make the playoffs. And that's just a purgatory where it's hard to keep building your team and adding to yeah. it. And it's also, you know, it's just you either be really good or really bad. And they're somewhere in the middle right now, again, which sucks. But one of the reasons we're even having this conversation is just because quarterbacks are dropping like flies. And that's yeah. the other big thing was just like, hey, you got Trevor Lawrence got hurt on Monday Night Football. You have guys like Joe Burrow's done for this season. Aaron Rodgers done for the season, right? So, like, there are openings at the top of the AFC. We'll see what happens with Trevor Lawrence. And maybe they start losing games now in a row, right? So, like, if that's the only reason it feels like it's at all possible at all why we can yeah. even have this conversation but it also made me think of this as far as a buy or sell for today's show which is just justin herbert's durability is a super underrated attribute that he has i mean it's a hundred percent buy i mean th this dude is tough as nails i mean last year he early in the season fractures his rib has fractured rib cartilage and has to learn how to deal with that injury does not miss a single game and not only does he is he able to weather the storm with the injury, he was able to take his team to the playoffs yeah. with that injury, and also, uh, you know, a messed up shoulder as well. Let's not forget that aspect of it. And then, of course, this year you have him, you know, fracture his middle finger on his left hand uh, so badly that the bone was protruding from the skin, <laughs> and you know they wrap it up, and he goes right back into the football game, and again does not miss any time. Yeah. Justin Herbert is one of the most durable players in the NFL 
knock on wood here. He has showed incredible toughness, unbelievable heart and grit. And you kind of need that out of your franchise quarterback. You got to have somebody that you can rely on. Availability is one of the best abilities. Justin Herbert has proved that he is going to be available and he's going to give everything he can out there for you. Yeah. And I mean, you just laid out a, a litany of, you know, things that could have potentially made him miss games, you know, oh, yeah. and, and instead, you know, a bone comes out of his finger and not only does he not miss a game because of that, he doesn't miss a snap. Right. And last year, with the fractured rib cartilage, something that, you know, basically he should have probably sat out a month to six weeks at least to, you know, let him actually heal that up before he went back and played. And then, you know, this isn't a knock against, you know, Joe Burrow or Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Anthony Richardson. I mean, Kenny Pickett, Trevor Lawrence missing time, but like, that's how quickly you can get, you know, your season can go awry. Your season can tailspin if you lose your starting quarterback. And it's also cool just because it's like, the Chargers had Philip Rivers, right? And, and like yeah. you're seeing him pick up that Iron Man mentality, right? That, that Iron Man mantle that Philip Rivers carried, right? Longest active streak in the NFL when he retired, as far as games yep. played in a row, playing through a torn ACL and things like that. Justin Herbert's cut from the same cloth. Justin Herbert has that dog in him, where sure you know does. guys like Tua and Joe Burrow that has to be factored in, right? Because they have missed a lot of games in their first few years due to injury. Justin Herbert out there every single game, no matter what is happening. But another Facts. reason you can even bring up the playoffs and things like that because your quarterback, you know, isn't going to miss any games is because the Chargers defense all of a sudden is starting to play really well, making some changes on that side of the ball. But how much are we buying in? We're going to tell you we're not fully there yet with the Chargers defense coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and that's why you want to go to Game Time because with Game Time, there's no stress because you always know you're getting the best deal because the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find the tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Another thing I really love about Game Time is when you're actually looking through your seats and the options for what seats you're going to get for your event, you can actually see your exact view from those seats. So you're not going to get there and have a large stone pillar in front of you, right? And not be able to see the field because the players are actually in the way because you're that close. You can see exactly what you're going to get. And this weekend, you have a chance to potentially go see Antonio Gates get sent into the Chargers Hall of Fame. Going to be a fun game. Chargers better not mess that up. But if you want tickets to that game, you can still get them with game time and save some money. You take the guesswork out of buying your tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, that's Locked On NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL for twenty dollars off. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's continue this Chargers buy or sell here, David. Getting into the biggest storylines and overreactions. Locked On Chargers, your team every day, as we always are. The Chargers defense has been really good quietly over the last couple of weeks, and it's always hard to tell, you know, how much stock you should put in that. But when you're looking at it right, have allowed an average of 10 points per game over the last two games. You shut out a bad Patriots team, but I think you also saw a hugely encouraging, I think, performance by this defense against a really loaded Ravens team, right? Who was a little banged up, but a, a high-powered offense nonetheless, and a very dangerous offense, I would say. So the buy or sell here is this, David. The Chargers defense has turned a corner. Yeah, I mean, only 20 points to a team in the Ravens that scored 30-plus in their last five previous games before you played them. Uh, You know, kind of held them to four of 13 on third downs. 
Lamar Jackson only throws for 164 yards passing. Bailey Zappiu, 13 of 25, 141 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, also, you know, forced a, a turnover in that game, was able to pitch a shutout. I mean, it definitely seems as if they have turned a corner, but uh, I'm going to sell it. And I'm going to sell it because I need more. I need to see more. I need to have more consistency in the performances before I can buy in completely. We've seen stretches like this before, and it's been kind of, you know, black magic fool's gold. And I'm not going to be fooled quite yet. Yeah, I'm selling it too um, because we have seen these stretches, right? And you think back to last year because that's what a lot of people are thinking yeah. about, that four-game winning streak the Chargers went on last year, something you'd have to do again this year, right? Going on Absolutely. Streak, getting a, a month of really, really good defensive performances would give you a really good shot at it, right? But what did we see even last year, right? Yeah. It was all good until it wasn't. And then week 18, yeah. you go up against the Broncos where you're, you know the plan is, hey, we're going to play our starters. We're going to look really good. We're going to stay sharp, and then we're going to sit everybody because this game literally doesn't matter at all, right? And what happened? They went out and got boat raced by a team who had already fired their coach in an offense that was in total shambles last year. And you lost one of your biggest weapons right before the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, look at, you know, what happened to that defense in the playoffs. Like, there's a lot of blame. Everyone's to blame for that. But, like, hey, yeah. you know, you give up a 27-0 lead, you get spotted 27, and you can't hold on to that lead <sighs> defensively. That's a lot of that Still on can't you as well. actually happened. 100%. But that's why it, with this team you can't buy in because even right. this season, right, you have two backup quarterbacks where you look great against the Bears, you look great against the Jets, you look great even in, in a large part against Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders in that game. But every time there's a humbling game that comes after, right? Against After you had the game against the Raiders a couple weeks later, you play against the Chiefs and get absolutely shredded in the first half. Yep. You have a couple more decent performances, then you play against the Lions, right? And then they just absolutely boat race you and put up 41 points on you, you know? So it's like you have to kind of see it a little bit more. The Denver Broncos offense has been up and down, so I think it is another good test for them. We'll see what they do against this Broncos team this weekend to see if, you know, they can keep any of that going. But this one's in L.A. too, right? You're going to have some games in Denver, right? You're going to have games that are going to be tougher against tougher offenses later on. So I'm not totally buying it yet. It's nice to see, you know, some guys playing well in this defense as a whole playing well. And it makes you wonder, David, if the Chargers potentially waited too long to make some of the defensive changes we've seen on that side of the ball. So that is the buy or sell. The Chargers waited too long to make those changes defensively. I mean, this one's an obvious one for me. Obviously, I'm buying it. I mean, you, you you see the results, but I mean, they obviously the Chargers subscribed to the insanity approach because they kept doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. And it took them until they were almost mathematically completely eliminated from playoff contention before they were able to or, you know, at least took the the chance to be able to throw some new guys out there and you know they made some changes and so far it has yielded some positive results so i mean i i think it's just really frustrating that it took them this long to be able to realize that they can try out some different combinations and see if that yielded better results but here we are yeah i mean I guess I would buy it, but, like, the thing is, is, like, they kind of did try, right? I mean, first of all, you have to think about the J.C. Jackson of it all, right? Because mm-hmm. they were still trying to play J.C. Jackson, the guy they were paying so much money for, bench him, 
put Michael Davis in, put J.C. Jackson back out there. Then they're complaining that they can't get rhythm. Then J.C. Jackson gets traded. And then Michael Davis still struggles when he has all the snaps, right? Before yeah. eventually getting benched for Dean Leonard, which is one of the, the changes we're talking about. Also, uh, saying Bassey taking over for Jasir Taylor. He's been quietly good. One reception allowed and 48 coverage snaps over the yeah. last couple of games. You have Jalen Hawkins getting some snaps at safety. So we've seen some of those changes Throwing in James the up on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, some sure. Some but changes. I'm just talking about personnel wise, right? Getting yeah, yeah. Personnel guys wise, on yeah. the field. So like, yes, but like also like saying Bassey was claimed in early October. A guy who Brandon State always said knows the system, right? What took him right. so long to get in there? But I think a lot of it's just personnel wise. Like you went yeah. into the season with, you know, four guys, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, Jasir Taylor. Yeah, three of those guys just didn't play well, right? And, right. That, and that's who you had out there from day one. So uh, it, it's tough, man. It does seem like they should have made those changes, but we'll see kind of how much those changes have actually helped this defense as we learn if they've actually made any significant leaps or turned any corners on that side of the ball. But one yeah. positive sign from the last game was the performance from Derwin James. So let's get into this by ourselves here, which is Derwin James looked more like himself again against the Patriots on Sunday. I am happy to be able to buy this one. Um, it was nice to see uh, Derwin James attacking uh, in this football game, and, and I think you really saw it uh, as he, uh, with his work uh, close to the line of scrimmage. He only had three pass rush snaps, but he got two pressures uh, and one sack out of yeah. those three Pretty pass efficient. rush snaps. So that is extremely efficient. He also had a tackle for loss. Uh, among his nine tackles that he was able to rack up in, in the football game. Um, and, you know, he was a punisher out there. I mean, he had a couple of really, you know, nice hits, was was able to kind of impose his will on uh, Ezekiel Elliott as Ezekiel Elliott was trying to uh, to pass block, but uh, did not have much success against Derwin. So it was nice. It was nice to see those type of performances or that type of performance out of Derwin, and we're going to need to see it a lot more if the Chargers defense wants to continue its positive trend. I would buy that he looked more like himself. If the buyer sell was Derwin James's back, I would sell it. Um, just because yeah. I think we need to see it more consistently. He did also have three missed tackles in that game too, yeah. and like still, you know, doesn't wrap up at times where it just drives me nuts. Um, you know, tries right. to go for big shoulder hits and stuff a little bit too much. Three missed tackles. Also, you know, missed the tackle and then saved a touchdown after by chasing the dude down, which could he have did. been a touchdown that beat the Chargers in that game and ended up with like a seven to six game like we saw against the Browns that way back in 2012. Thank you, Derwin, right? so for like, not allowing that to happen. Yeah, but to your point, you know, he did light up Ezekiel Elliott and put him on his butt early on a pass oh, rushing yeah. snap. And, and like to go back to the efficiency of the pass rush, that's something we talked about before the game, right? We had talked about yeah. in the, the keys to success or keys for success before that game was just like, you need to see Derwin James getting back after the passer because that has been one place where he's been noticeably less than we had yeah. seen in years past. And you said, you know, two pressures on three pass rushing snaps and a sack. He had two pressures and zero sacks in every game leading up to, up to that point. one, right? He yeah. had 30 plus pass rushing snaps and only had two pressures. He matched that in this game. So positive sign and just, I think, a huge sign for this team going forward like i mean you are fully invested in derwin james oh yeah that's a contract you're not getting out of he not hasn't played up to it but if he can round into form down the stretch i think it makes the picture a lot more clear about what you have to do defensively after this season to yeah. get that unit up to par right to get that unit playing like an average defense they are 19th in scoring right now though slowly creeping up to around average in the nfl still I think a lot of the same kind of issues as far as, you know, missing tackles, Derwin James being a part of that, right? And 
we want to still see it more with the defense with Derwin James. We just need to see it more down the stretch to kind of figure out what this team and what kind of the foundation of this defense is going to be going forward. But we do get to talk about something a little more fun than that, which is that Antonio Gates, the greatest Chargers tight end of all time, is entering the Chargers Hall of Fame on Sunday. But will he make it into the NFL Hall of Fame on the first ballot? We're going to talk about that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about something a little bit more personal because we spend a lot of time talking together and get fired up for the wins and losses and who's playing well and all of that. But I want to talk about something else today because whether you're on extended travel or bracing for a major weather event or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend, because thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, you can get life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered in a one-year supply so you don't have to worry about it. Even ED generics like Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio prescriptions Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a discount as well. But this is a testimonial that I think really puts it into perspective. A Jace customer says, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in half in order to have them, and I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit, and I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you have someone that you love and you'd like to give them some peace of mind or you need some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. David, I want to continue to get into this buy or sell. And I really enjoyed a show we did during the off season about the history of undrafted greats the Chargers have had. And Antonio Gates led that list, right? Because to do what Absolutely. that dude did, not play football in college at all, right? And not having played football not, since not high, high school. school. Yeah. Not not peewee. Nothing. No, no, no. He played high school football. He just didn't play football in college because he played basketball in college. Right, right, right. right. But yeah, I mean to yeah. to do that and make the NFL having not played any kind of football in four years is still insane. insane. Yeah. And like to be a basketball player and then go Make it to the pros is, is insane. But I do need to tell you guys that Lockdown does have something very cool going on that you guys should check out because they have the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel going on right now on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is going to give you 24-7 coverage of the top sport stories of the day with local experts that only Lockdown can provide. So make sure you guys check that out. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first national 24-7 streaming channel. David, the buyer sell is this. Antonio Gates, I wish I was going to be there for this because it's so deserving, is going to be inducted into the Chargers Hall of Fame on Sunday. Hopefully they don't mess it up around that, right? Please don't embarrass Antonio Gates. He deserves better. But let's talk about the actual Hall of Fame because that's what the, the best individual thing you can do is, right, as a player is make it to that. And he is a semifinalist for the award in 2024, the first year he's able to be on it. So, David, this is the buy or sell. Antonio Gates is a no doubt about it first ballot Hall of Famer. Fourth most games played by a tight end. Third most receptions by a tight end ever. Most touchdowns scored by a tight end in NFL history. Yeah. An eight-time Pro Bowler, a three-time All-Pro, a member of the All-2000s team. Six seasons of nine-plus touchdowns, 12 seasons of 50-plus catches. You bet your bottom dollar Antonio Gates is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I am buying it a 1,000%. Antonio Gates is one of my favorite players uh, that I've ever watched. I mean, he is truly a guy that revolutionized how the position is played in the NFL nowadays. You look at the type of athletes that the tight end position now features, it is mostly in due, in due in large part to how Antonio Gates 
played the position. His ability to box out defenders, his ability to separate uh, strong hands to be able to go and, and get contested catches above the rim. I mean, a guy that was just so silky smooth. It was like watching a movie every time you got to watch Antonio Gates go out there and do his thing. He's truly one of the special players that I've ever had the privilege to watch, and I can't wait to watch him go into Canton one day. Yeah, and soon. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, soon. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, the list... It's going to be, I think, him and Julius Peppers that are both the guys that will for sure make it on the 2024 class, and there's a lot of really, really good players on there, yeah. some guys that are trying to get in after a while. But this is his first shot at it, right? And, and yeah. I think, you know, it's crazy to think that he was still playing in 2018. It feels like so long ago when he played his last snap and obviously only played for the Chargers, which is really yeah. cool. But, yes, yeah, I mean – he is a Hall of Famer in every way imaginable. I mean, no matter what you look at, if you're talking about tight ends and you look up the records, you're going to see Antonio Gates at the top or near the top of those lists. He That's did right. revolutionize the game. Uh, you saw guys like Jimmy Graham come after him. It was really him, you know, and guys like Tony Gonzalez, Tony another Gonzalez, guy who was yeah. a, a basketball player as well. Yeah, and those guys that really kind of ushered in a new era. And just also, you know, if you're – the best tight end in franchise history. And you also have another hall of fame tight end and Kellen Winslow that had already played, but nobody yeah. questions who the best is in your franchise. Yeah. You're a hall of famer. Antonio Gates will get that. And it's very exciting and a moment to be proud as a fan where it's like, yeah, I got to watch that guy. You know, I got to yeah. watch him and Philip Rivers and Ladanian Tomlinson, some really special teams with some really special players. So he is a no doubt about it. First ballot hall of famer, but the Chargers offense feels like they could really use him right now, you know, because they have Man, been struggling. Be <laughs> and another reason we can't take this team seriously right now, too, is just the Chargers offense. We talked about the defense allowing only 10 points per game over the last two. The Chargers offense has only scored an average of eight points per game over the last two, which is not a recipe for success. And I think one of the guys they miss the most is Joshua Palmer quietly, right? And he was the guy we thought might lose the wide receiver three job this year to Quentin Johnston. So this is the buy or sell here today. The Chargers offense desperately needs Joshua Palmer back. A hundred thousand percent they need Joshua Palmer back. Hopefully he's able to come back here soon. I'm buying it. He was really starting to turn it on too as Mike Williams kind of went went down with the injury. He stepped up, uh, I mean, provided some great moments, was able to secure the win against the the Raiders uh, with that big catch, that 60-yard bomb, uh, or caught a 60-yard bomb against Kansas City as well where he had five catches for 133 yards. Uh, I mean, Joshua Palmer is a guy also, when you look at the separation index kind of graph that they put put out there on on X or Twitter, whatever your your poison is there, um, he's up there, you know, with Keenan Allen as the ability to kind of get open. So, and also is just a guy that you know you miss the chemistry, the the hands, the consistency that he brings. The Chargers are desperately missing Joshua Palmer. Yeah, and he had kind of the breakout we didn't see coming, right? Last year, I think he probably underrated what he did as wide receiver one just because the Char Chargers offense struggled so badly trying to adjust to not having Keenan Allen for a lot of last year and Mike Williams yeah. a lot of last year. And this year, they've dealt with, you know, very, very similar problems offensively with the guys they've been missing. But, yeah, I mean, leading up to the game that he got hurt in, right? I mean, he had 60-plus receiving yards in four straight games before getting hurt versus Chicago. He averaged 84 receiving yards during that stretch per game, right? Like if you're getting 84 receiving yards per game, that's a, a well over a thousand yard season, right? Like, yeah. and that is for sure a kind of a breakout season for him. I mean, if you look at it, pretty modest numbers through seven games, 23 catches for 377 yards and a touchdown. But like after Mike got hurt, 
that really, really ticked up, and he was really doing well. What he did in that Kansas City game, five for a buck, 33 was awesome. Brandon Staley was asked about it this week, and he said he is progressing, but there's no timeline. But man, like uh, you look at the Quentin Johnson struggles, like I don't think it sounds like he's coming back anytime soon. We'll see kind of how this season keeps unfolding, whether they want to bring him back at all. But Jalen Guyton hasn't been good since he's been mm-hmm. back. Let's talk about it. You know, like Quentin Johnson has really struggled in this, those big moments. And Josh Palmer, believe it or not, has been kind of known for those big moments recently, right? He did have that play against the Raiders that sealed things. You think back a couple of years ago when they were trying to come back against the Raiders, fourth and 24, game on the yep. line, time, you know. They threw it to Josh Palmer. Yeah, fourth yeah. and 24, whatever it was. Like, Josh Palmer catches that ball, you know, coming back yep. against the Patriots, 2021. Josh Palmer gets a touchdown that brings him closer. Like, he's made some of those big plays. He's been one of their most consistent separators. I believe it's throw the damn ball that put that chart out. You can look it up um, yep. on X. But, yeah, I mean, the Chargers missed Josh Palmer more than I ever thought they could have, and that's in large part to how well he played so far this season. Like, he really looked like he was turning a corner and, and, and turning into someone I think you're going to feel really good about next year when you think about the weapons that Justin Herbert has at his disposal. How we feel about that will probably have a lot to do with how Quentin Johnston finishes this season out. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Tomorrow is about you guys, though. It's going to be our Chargers mailbag day, so make sure you hit us up at LockedOnLAC on Twitter, where we'll be able to put a post out, and you guys can get your questions in there. You can also... Go on our YouTube page if you're following and subscribing. If you want to put your question in the comments, we can see it there. You can hit us up on Instagram at LockedOnChargers, or you can call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. If you leave a 30-second question about the Chargers, there's a good chance it gets on the show. Just try to keep it short so we can fit it in the show. Make sure you guys are calling into that like a tier loves to do, our number one caller. So if you want to be like a tier, call into 323-524-7924. But... We'll be back with you guys with that tomorrow. Until then, you can also follow me and David on Twitter. You can find me at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer at DrotalkSD if you want to keep up with us there. But make sure you guys are back here tomorrow because it's your team every day. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.